हरे कृष्ण दवोटीज दंडवत प्रणाम सुशीला प्रभु पातन गुरु टुडे वी आर सो फॉर्चुनेट टू हैव हिज ग्रेस सर्वदेवी फ्रॉम मायापुर टुडे प्रभु जी विल इनलाइटन अस ऑन श्रीमद् भागवत फाइव चैप्टर 8 वर्स हरे कृष्ण प्रभु जी दंडवत प्रणाम प्लीज टेक ओवर द कॉल हरे कृष्ण माता जी दंडवत प्रणाम जय श्री गोपाल जय गुरुदेव ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोतम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथोजय मुदेरयत नष्टेशु निगवत सेवयम भगवतुर्तम श्लोके भक्ति नैष्टी This morning we're reading from Shrimad Bhagavatam, Canto Five, Chapter Eight, Text Fifteen. I'll read the Sanskrit word for word, Shri Prabhupada's translation, and Bhakti Vidanta purport. Anyada brisham utpigna mana nashta dravina eva kripana sakurunam itita shena harina kunaka dirahi devala hridaya santapas tamevan sochanam kila kashmanam mahadhiramuta. Word for word, anyada, sometimes, not seeing the calf. Prisham, very much. Uddigna, mana, his mind full of anxiety. Nashtadravina, who has lost his riches. Eva, like Kripana, a miserly man. Sakarunam, piteously. Atitashena, with great anxiety. Harina kunaka, from the calf of the deer. Diraha, by separation. Vivala, agitated. Hridaya, in mind or heart. Santapa, whose affliction. Tam, that calf. Eva, only. Anusochan, continuously thinking of. Kila, certainly. Kashmalam, illusion, Mahat, very great. Abhirama, Abhirambita, obtained. Iti, thus, ha, certainly, Uvacha, said. Translation, if Bharat Maharaj sometimes could not see the deer, this mind would become very agitated. He would become like a miser, who, having obtained some riches, had lost them, and had then become very unhappy. When the deer was gone, He would be filled with anxiety and would lament due to separation. Thus, he would become illusioned and speak as follows. Shiva Prabhupada's purport. If a poor man loses some money or gold, it once becomes very agitated. Similarly, the mind of Maharaj Bharat would become agitated when he did not see the deer. This is an example of how our attachment can be transferred. If our attachment is transferred to the Lord's service, we progress. Srila Rupa Goswami prayed to the Lord that he would naturally be attracted to the Lord's service as young men and young women are naturally attracted to each other. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu exhibited such attachment to the Lord when he jumped into the ocean or cried at night in separation. However, if our attachment is diverted to material things instead of the Lord, we will fall down from the spiritual platform. <coughs> Om Ajnana Timirandhasya Gyanjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militan Jaina Tasmai Shri Guruve Namaha. 
Ukam Kuruti Vachalam Pangungangayati Girin Yakripatamaham Bande Shri Gurum Dinataranam Nama Shishtamanumapi Sachiputramatra Sarupam Rupam Pasyagajamurapurim Matarim Gushtavatim Radha Kundam Giriparam Maho Radhika Madhavasam Prapta Yasya Pratita Kripaya Shri Gurum Tamnatusmi Mandinantha Pancha kopata bhishta kripa sindhavi vachapati tanam pavinibhyo vaishnavibhyo namo namaha So this is an interesting purport. Everyone's familiar with the story, very famous story, Bharat Maharaj. How a great devotee who had risen to such a high state of advancement in Krishna consciousness to Bhava. Bhava is one step under complete perfection of prema how is it possible for him to become attached to such an insignificant cute little animal a deer and give up his give up his give up his whole practice of krishna bhakti because of his attachment to a deer so probably gives some pointers here so it gives an example if a man loses some money or gold becomes very agitated and that agitation is a product of what? Attachment. If he thinks, this is my money, it is my gold, my stocks, my bank balance, my wealth, my home, I, me, mine. Attachment is the root cause of agitation, of frustration, of anger, bewilderment. All negative qualities come from attachment to this material world. And this is Bharat Maharaj's whole problem. He's become attached to a deer. And when the deer runs away, you know, his whole life ran away because he invested his whole life in this tiny little animal. So when the deer ran away, his whole life ran away with it. So our real problem in spiritual life is to fix the mind on Krishna. This is the the sum and substance of our our practice of sadhana bhakti. How to drag the mind to Krishna. Because the mind is just like a recalcitrant young child. Like if you tell him, okay, now sit in one place, be quiet, and just eat your dinner. They, they can't sit. <laughs> when do we ever see a two-year-old, three-year-old sits to anyone, any mother knows? They're always, they're running here and there. They have many things to do, except what they need to do, because they're uncontrolled. So our mind is also uncontrolled. It's like a, a recalcitrant, disobedient baby who doesn't want to receive any good advice. And this is our whole problem for making progress in spiritual life. Because our mind doesn't want to absorb itself where it should be. Our mind is the natural proclivity of the mind of the, because it's a reflection of our heart. The natural proclivity of the heart and soul, ultimately the soul, is to love God. But because we don't the mind seeks happiness in material sense gratification. Shocham chakshu rasanam chagrana 
Adishnaya Manaschagam Vishayan Upasevate Bhagavad Gita gives the example that we have this sense of hearing, of taste, of smell, of touch, and they're all grouped about the mind. The mind is looking for satisfaction through the senses. And this is a losing proposition, an impossible proposition for happiness. We think that this will make me happy. We think that satisfying the demands of the senses, all the begum, all the pushings of our senses and mind, we think satisfying them will satisfy me. This is completely insane, impossible proposition. But we've been doing this thing life after life after life and getting the same negative result. <coughs> Another birth. When will we wake up? When we wake up, how long we sleep on the witch called Maya? How long will we sleep on the lap of the witch called Maya? Find this matter that is dead matter. This body is literally dead matter. But because we can feel we can touch, we can smell, we can taste, we can see. We think, oh, this is this is me, and I will have by satisfying my senses. This is impossible. And when it doesn't work out, what happens? We become very agitated. We become disturbed. We become angry. We become frustrated. We become depressed. We become we go crazy because of our identification with this body and. Mind. So Bharat Maharaj's mind has become disturbed because he's attached to a deer. And we're in the same position. Think of it. We're in the same position. We're thinking that, that what, is, what, is deer, what is our dear deer? Our dear deer is our dear body. Bharat Maharaj is attached to a deer and we're attached to our body. We're attached to our mind. We're in the same position as Bharat Maharaj. And this is why spiritual life feels it feels like an artificial imposition on the mind, Srila Prabhupada would say. But it's not an artificial imposition on the mind. It's the most natural thing. Prabhupada alludes to a verse spoken by Srila Rupa Goswami. Yuvatinam yata yuni yunam cha yuvatoyada mano biramatam tadvan mano biramatam toy. Just as young boys take pleasure in meeting with young girls and young girls take pleasure in meeting with young boys, the Lord, Rupa Goswami is praying, let my mind be attracted to you. This is the only solution to our problem of being addicted to the material conception of life and the illusion of thinking there's happiness in any other thing but our relationship with Krishna. Why doesn't our, why doesn't our heart cry for Krishna? Today, in Mayapur, we observe the disappearance festival of my exalted godbrother, Sri Srimad Gorgovinda Maharaj. In fact, his disappearance festival was actually yesterday, but there's so many things going on with Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur's uh, appearance. It's not practical to hold it on the same day. So this exalted devotee used to say that I'm opening a crying school. How to learn to cry for Krishna? Because Krishna is not available until we can cry for Krishna that please, we beg Krishna, please accept me as your devotee. 
please free me from the influence of your horrible material energy. Patitamam bishame bhavam buddho. This poisonous existence of repeated birth and death in the material world. But we like it. This is our whole disease. Try and understand. This is our disease. We like material life. And we don't like Krishna. It says here, virahena, viraha. We, that we pray govinda virahename. Right? Feeling separation from Krishna. Yugayutam nimeshena chakshusha prabhishayitam shundhyayitam jagatsarvam govinda virahename. Which is saying, permission from you. Nimeshina means the, the blink of an eye. Feeling the separation, the moment it takes to blink your eye is like 12 years. The universe feels void to me and nothing. the whole creation is zero. For why? We feel separation from sense gratification. We feel separation from respect. We feel separation from family, from bank account, from home, from car. You know, someone wrecks their car. And, oh my! Oh my God! My car! My car! It's a piece of metal. But we become a, we're attached to it. We're attached to hearth and home. We're attached to our body. We're attached to the flickering nature of our own mind. This is our whole disease. So there's an exact an, an analogy between Bharat Maharaj's attachment to a deer and our attachment to this material world. And we have to beg, when will that day come that I give this up? And my attachment, as Srila Prabhupada writes in their purport, when our attachment is transferred to the Lord's service, this is progress. We can't measure progress in any other way. Progress doesn't mean a bigger bank account, a bigger house, a flatter screen TV, uh, a more efficient mobile phone, uh, a higher post in society, more respect, higher social position, higher caste, better birth, loving family members. It's all finished. None of that less. It's all Kamala Dala Jala Jeevanatalamala Bajuhu Hari Paranitive. Srila Govinda Das says that our life is like the water on the, lily, on the lotus leaf. Lotus leaf has a special characteristic. If you put water on it, it never gets wet. The water beads up, which makes it very prone to falling off the leaf and going back into the pond. It's a very precarious situation. Our life, try and understand. Our life, I'm trying to understand. Our life is very precarious. We're thinking, I'm going to go on. Everything's nice. Everything's good. My health is good. My money in the bank. People love me. My kids love me. My wife, my husband loves me. I have social position. That's all finished. It cannot last. Dukalayam ashashvatam. Ultimately, it, it makes us suffer and we can't stay. We can't hang on to that as much as we'd like to. We can't hang on to it. And when we lose it, we suffer. Just as Bharat Maharaj is suffering here. Because his, his deer ran away. It's just a little animal. But because of attachment, it's like his whole world. This whole life is caving in around him because the deer, he can't see his deer. So we're in the same position as Bharat Maharaj. We're, uh, as it says here, Hivala Hridaya, always agitated in heart, 
Our heart should be the sitting place for the Lord. But why isn't it? Because our heart is full of material desires. There's no room. There's no room for Krishna. We've packed up our heart full of material desires. Devotee, an advanced devotee meditates how he's made a beautiful altar, golden altar, crusted with gems, diamonds, rubies, emeralds, sapphires, all beautiful gems. And Lord is there with Radharani. And the Ashtasakis are fanning them. They're offering them foodstuff. They're singing. They're entertaining them. This is the condition of the heart of a pure devotee. One devotee told me beautiful Leela about Srila Prabhupada. He was sitting with one devotee and the devotee asked him some question and Prabhupada drew him and said, come close. No, closer, closer. He pulled the devotee to his chest and when his ear came to Prabhupada's chest, what did he hear? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. But notice that the Lord's presence within the heart of the pure devotee. He never forgets Krishna. He's going about his daily duties, about his daily activities, but he's never forgetful of the Lord. He's with the Lord in the core of his heart. But why don't we experience that? Because our heart is full of material desires. We want something other besides Krishna. This is our problem. And when we don't fulfill, and it's, it's the most uh, untenable, foolish thing. We've, we've sacrificed everything to satisfy our material desires. But they're never fulfilled, and we lose Krishna. Prabhupada likens it to a Brahmin who gives up his Brahminical principle and eats in the house of a Muslim. But when he's eating in the house of a Muslim, he doesn't get sufficient food. His hunger isn't satisfied, and he broke his religious principle. So our position is something like that. We've, we've placed all our faith in the material world, in our body, our, our, our bank balance, all of these things. But they'll never satisfy us. And we lose Krishna. And we lose Krishna, the most valuable thing. So this is insane situation. You know, it's easy for us to, to look, oh, Bharat Maharaj, oh, so foolish. Just this, this little animal. You know, can it talk to you? Can it, can it reciprocate your love? Can it hug you back? Bharat Maharaj is, is showering his affection on this tiny animal. But what kind of reciprocation does it get? He's just feeding it and cleaning up its poop. Can the animal keep him company, have a conversation? How was your day, Bharat? How, how are things? Did you read? Did you chant your rounds today, Bharat? Can it have a conversation? It's just an animal, an insignificant animal, and he gave up everything for this animal. We're in the same position, exactly the same position. We've given up everything. We've given up Krishna for what? For blood and fat and skin and hair and muscles, and tendons, and nerves, and blood vessels, brain, heart, stomach, kidneys, liver, spleen, stomach, intestines. We've given up Krishna to embrace this body and its senses. So this is our most unfortunate condition. So Bharat Maharaj here is described, Brisham, Brisham Udigna Mana. And his mind was full of anxiety. All our problems actually live 
in our mind, the attachment that I'm talking about, where does it live? Where does anger live? Where does lust live? Envy, greed, malice, fear. Where do all these negative experiences live? They live in our mind. So the main challenge for a sadhaka, for a person who is trying to free himself from anarthas, anartha nibhati, anartha nibhati stage of spiritual life, the stage that we're on, is this stage where we try and free ourselves from anarthas. Where do those anarthas live? Is it in, in your elbow? In your thumb? In your nose? They, they live in your mind. The mind is the problem. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Jitatmana prashantasya paramatma samahita sitoshna sukhadukeshu tatamana pamaneyo. That if you conquer the mind, jita atmana, if you conquer the mind, you, you're a step closer to Krishna, super soul is reached. Sito, sita, ushna, summer and winter are the same to you. Sitoshna sukhadukeshu, happiness and distress, same. Man apaman, Honor and dishonor, all the same. What is our condition? In the wintertime, we bundle up because it's cold and we want to stay warm. And we turn up the heat or build a fire because we're uncomfortable. And in the summertime, we turn on the AC. We put on light clothing. We try and stay out of the sun, drink cool drinks because we're suffering from the heat. Once Srila Prabhupada asked the devotees, he pointed to a fan on the ceiling. In India, we have these ceiling fans. He said, why is there a fan? And devotee said, well, Srila Prabhupada gets hot in the summertime. We have to turn this. No. Think deeper. Look deeper. Why is there a fan? Devotees couldn't answer. What is the answer? Fan is there because this is a place of suffering. AC is there because we suffer. We're, we're too hot. We're too cold. We feel the pains of material existence. But what is it? These things live in the mind because we identify with the body, because we identify with the unpleasant sensation of being too hot or too cold, we think, I am suffering. Is the atma too hot? Is the atma too cold? When we're self-realized, when we've gone, when we've jitatmana, controlled our mind, it's never too hot, it's never too cold. We're the witness of what's going on in our body, but we don't identify with the body because we've controlled our mind. Chitatmana. And therefore, prashantasya. We become happy. We become satisfied. We become peaceful. If the mind is not controlled, there is no possibility of peace. So we have to control the mind. And someone may ask how to do that. Then may think, that sounds very good. I'd like to control my mind. It's, it definitely makes me suffer. Sometimes I feel envious. Sometimes I'm angry. Sometimes I feel lazy. Sometimes I'm lusty, greedy, sleepy. All these things are imposed upon us from our mind. So how to control the mind? The chief weapon to control the mind is to neglect it. To neglect it. To acknowledge, there goes my mind. It's being envious again, stupid mind. I'll beat you with shoes. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasati Thakur said in the morning, his prescription was in the morning, first thing, beat your mind with shoes hundred times. And in the evening before you take rest, beat your mind with a stick hundred times. This is the struggle for a sadhika. 
to control the mind. Because the mind is what gives us trouble. All our troubles, all our anxiety, our unhappiness can be traced to a rebellious, uncontrolled mind. But jitatmana, conquer the mind, prashantasya, we become happy. And who doesn't want to be happy? Because happiness is the natural characteristic of the soul. It's what we are. We're meant Satchit ananda vigraha. We're eternal, full of knowledge and full of bliss, ananda, not just material happiness. The soul by nature is blissful. And when we touch that, what is the meaning to so-called material happiness? But we cannot touch that without Krishna consciousness, without purifying the mind. Therefore, mantra. Man means the mantra, triate. We have to deliver the mind from the delusion of thinking, I am this body, I can, this world is my home, and I can stay here forever and enjoy. We have to wake up. Jeev Jago. And waking up means, waking up begins with the mind. Because when the mind is controlled, senses are controlled. So first thing to control the mind, neglect it. Second thing, understand what it is. In the Bhagavad Gita, it's explained that the, the, this, there's this gross material body. Above the gross material body is the, uh, is the senses. Above the senses, the mind. Above the mind, the intellect. Above the intellect, the soul proper. Uh, when knowing oneself to be transcendental to mind, intellect, body, and senses, one can control the self, the lower self, by the higher self, and thus conquer this insatiable enemy known as lust. So, Indriya, Indriya, Sindhya, Sriyate, Raga, Dvesha, Vyastito, Tareo, Hridema, Vashetto, Yasya, Paripantano. Senses are Paripantano, stumbling blocks. But what are senses? What is the sense of touch? Can you put it on a scale? Can you weigh touch? Can you weigh sight or sound or taste? Can you quantify it? Can you see it? What does touch look like? How much does it weigh? It exists. We experience it. This is our subtle body. But our, we compromise the activities of our material body because the mind wants to enjoy these subtle senses. But this has nothing to do with the self because the mind is polluted by the uh, misunderstanding of what we are. We're dragged by our mind and senses. Yes, yasti bhaktya bhagavati kinshana sarvai gunastatya samasate sura harava bhaktasya kuto mahadguna manoratena asato dhavato bihi The manoratena means the chariot of the mind. The mind is dragging us and what are the what are the uh, the horses attached to that chariot? What do they represent? The senses. And what is the controlling reins that is the mind? And intelligence is supposed to have a firm hold on those reins. We control our mind by our intelligence. Intelligence is higher than the mind. When our when our intelligence is fixed up in knowledge, chandanti kovidastasyat ko nukuryat kathavratim. By hearing, we cut through this labyrinth knot of illusion and are able to control the pushing of the mind with purified intelligence. Krishna conscious, dadami buddhi yogam tam, with buddhi yoga that's given to Krishna by tesham satyata yuktanam vajitam priti, when we serve the Lord with love constantly, 
this is Dadami. I give what buddhi yogam, the intelligence by which Mamiva, that you can come to me. So by intelligence we control the mind. Just like the mind, if we notice, if we monitor practices in your life, especially in your, in your devotional life, practice this trick. Just watch your mind. Be detached from your mind. Understand it's not you, it's just my mind. And watch what it does during the day. It will suggest the most insane things. Completely insane, untenable, foolish suggestions. But with our intelligence we say, no, that's stupid, that's not good for me, that's ridiculous, and we move on. This is the activity of a controlled mind. Controlled by what? Controlled by our intelligence. So how do we control it? How do we fix up our intelligence? We fix up our intelligence by hearing. To understand what, what has happened to us. Who we are and what has happened to us. That is essential uh, activity in Krishna consciousness. To hear. To hear about Krishna. To hear his words in Bhagavad Gita. His instruction. To hear about his beauty. To hear about his pastimes. His devotees. His dham. If we don't hear those things, then how will we make progress in spiritual life? The whole proposal, our whole progress in spiritual life is based on this thing, hearing. And if we look, in, look at every other activity in the material world, how do you get a college degree? By hearing. How do you get a job? How are you able to work at a job? By hearing and communicating. We learn everything from, from, from childhood. Your mother says, this is your nose. This is your ear. This is your mouth. This is how you tie shoes. This is your sho- the rev- right shoe goes on the right foot. Left shoe goes on the left foot. These are your pants. You have to buckle it. Zip it up. Stay warm. We learn everything from mother. Mother's our first guru. But how does she impart those instructions to us? Through our ear. By hearing. We navigate our whole life in this material creation by hearing, by our ear. Similarly, in spiritual life, our progress is uh, adopted. Is we make progress in our spiritual life by hearing. Without hearing, we become dull. Just experiment. Go for a few weeks without reading anything, without listening to any lecture, without opening a book, without chanting japa even. Even if you're chanting japa, chant your japa, but don't hear. And see, what, see how morose you become. See how unhappy because you're not hearing. Because three, th- three amazing things happen when we hear about Krishna. First thing, we become knowledgeable. We understand what is the spiritual world like? What are the qualities of the Lord? What are the qualities of his associates? What, are his, what is his dham? What is his beauty? What is his mercy? What is his power? What is his compassion? What is, who are his friends? how much they love him, all these things we learn, A, B, C, about Krishna by hearing. But there's another second thing. By hearing about Krishna, we we read in Bhagavatam, Srinvatam Svakata Krishna Punya Shavana Kirtana Pridyan Tastoya Bhadrani Vidyanoti Suritsatam that hearing about Krishna is in itself pious activity. Why? Because it cleanses the heart. Second thing, we learn, we become knowledgeable. First thing, second thing, 
it cleanses our heart. It cleanses the dirt. Abhadrani, abhadrami. Abhadrani means the lust, the greed, the anger, the, the malice, the envy. All the negative things we experience, the attachment that we experience in this world is cleansed by hearing. The second thing, third thing, and most powerful thing, when we invest our time in hearing about Krishna, Krishna takes notice and he helps the devotee make progress in spiritual life. And this is the most amazing thing. Just by this process, by taking time every day to hear about Krishna, as you're doing. All of you could be doing a hundred other things. Television is there, internet is there, mobile phone is there, newspapers, movies, television, hundreds of things you could be doing, but you're giving your time to hear about Krishna consciousness, about the process of becoming Krishna conscious. And when we do that, Krishna takes notice, oh, he wants me, this soul, out of billions of souls, innumerable souls, this special soul wants to love me. And Krishna takes notice of that. He doesn't notice so much people come to the masjid, the mandir, the church, the synagogue, the gurudwara, and they pray to God for the satisfaction of their material desires. He can give, and that's considered, Bhagavad Gita describes it as pious, tatuaveda, bhajantimam, four types of pious people worship me. One of them is someone who has material desire. They come to the Lord for the fulfillment of material desire. Krishna thinks, okay, you need this, okay, if you deserve it, have it, goodbye. But he can't forget his devotee. He can't forget his devotee who chants his name, who wants to love him, who is serving him, who wants to hear about him. This is the third and most important thing, the most important benefit we derive from this process of hearing about Krishna. So by hearing about Krishna, our intelligence becomes strong. And with strong intelligence, we control the mind. And we make progress in spiritual life. So the whole, the whole ball game is based on hearing. Hearing Krishna's name, hearing his pastimes, his leela, his, his dham, his devotees, all the amazing books we have about Krishna. My wife and I just began a study of uh, Brihad Bhagavatamrita, Sanatana Goswami. Uh, we enrolled in this uh, Bhakti Vidyalai, I think it's called Bhakti Vidyalai. It's a group here in in at Govardhan, ISKCON group in Govardhan that runs these uh, uh, classes. And I'm excited. It's such an amazing book, all about Gopal Kumar and who, different qualities of devotees and essential principles that are very important for our progress in spiritual life. So if we don't hear about Krishna, if we don't set aside time to hear about Krishna, then we're, we're the losers, big losers, because we, we invest time in so many other things because we think those things will benefit us. But what is the benefit? Let's say, for example, you log on to the internet, you think, oh, let me check, uh, let me check my Facebook account. And you know, two hours later, after you got in a big argument with someone, or you heard about this thing, this irrelevant thing, or that irrelevant thing, and you walk this clip and watch that clip, and you feel depressed and unhappy, what did you get from it? Now think if you took that same two hours, or hour, or half an hour, whatever it is. I'm not saying we shouldn't have Facebook accounts. It's a great way to communicate with devotees. But Facebook is a great servant, but it's a rotten master, completely rotten master. Don't waste time unnecessarily. Do your business, your Krishna conscious business, 
There's many wonderful things on Facebook also. But don't get sucked into the black hole of wasting time on social media because that time can be invested in hearing about Krishna. And that will make us happy. So we're like Bharat Maharaj. We're just like Bharat. We've become attached to this material world, bodily conception of life. But because of that, we suffer. And, that, and this is the insane thing. We, we don't even see it, although it's the most obvious thing. You look at our body, we get headache, toothache, stomach ache, uh, neck ache, back ache. All the body is full of aches and aches and pains. And then one day we have, we, it disappoints us and we have to leave it. We serve our body and senses our whole life. And then the day comes when we have to leave. But the body, same body, engaged in the service of the Lord is the cause of liberation. It can be the cause of bondage or it can be the cause of liberation. So we have to take lesson from Bharat Maharaj and know what is our benefit. Will we spend the rest of our life playing, playing with the baby deer of our life? Or will we control our mind being fixed up in Krishna consciousness by hearing and chanting the glories of the Lord, remembering the pastimes of the Lord, how much the Lord loves His devotees, how much the Lord serves His devotees. This is this is extraordinary thing also. How much the Lord serves His devotees. I was just listening how in uh, Rajasuya sacrifice, Everyone had a responsibility. They're doing big Rajasuya Yagya. Arjuna was in charge of the elderly people. Bhima, of course, he was in charge of the kitchen. <laughs> Vrikadar. Bhima's, another name for, for Bhima is Vrikadar. He has this intense burning hunger in his stomach, so he's always hungry. He's always eating vast quantities of food stuff. So he was in charge of the kitchen. Yudhishthira Maharaj was in charge of the whole thing. And what was Krishna doing? Anyone knows? Krishna was bathing everyone's feet as they came into the Rajasuya Yagya. Imagine, the Supreme Personality, even Shishupa was there. Krishna must have even bathed Shishupa, his enemy, his bitter enemy that did nothing but insult Krishna. And he's bathing the feet of all the guests that attended the Rajasuya Yagya. And of course, Krishna is famous as Parthasarati, who became the chariot driver of Arjuna. Arjuna should be driving Krishna as servant of the Lord, but Lord becomes servant of his devotees. There, of course, we can remember a nice story of the South Indian Brahmin, illiterate Brahmin, who was instructed by his guru that you must read 18 chapters of Bhagavad Gita every day. He said, yes, Gurudev, but I can't read. So he had Bhagavad Gita holding it upside down because he doesn't know which side is which. He's holding the Bhagavad Gita and turning the pages and crying. So people were laughing. Foolish Brahman, we know you can't read. What do you think you're doing? You can't read Bhagavad Gita. Why are you bothering turning the pages? They, they mocked him and laughed at him. The Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw him. And he asked the Brahman. Mahaprabhu didn't laugh at him. He said, I, I see you're reading Bhagavad Gita, but you obviously can't read because the book is upside down. But I see you're crying also. Why are you crying? The Brahman said, I'm crying 
Because when I think of the kindness and compassion, loving mercy of the Lord towards his devotee, to become the servant of his devotees, to become part of Sarati, when I think of that, when I see that picture in my heart, when I see that picture in my mind's eye, then I cry out of love for the Lord. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, You have understood Bhagavad Gita. So let's famous as Parthasarati, famous when Bali, Bali Maharaj mm, offered the whole, his whole kingdom to Vamandev. Vamandev took the whole upper planetary system, lower planetary system. Where will I put my third foot? Put on my head? Bali Maharaj surrendered everything. Then what happened to him? He was tied up. But ultimately, what happened? He got his own planet, Sutala, Sutala Loka. And who became his doorkeeper? Lord became the doorkeeper, Chokidar, for Balimar. She's still there, Chokidar. He becomes servant of, Vam, of Vamandev. Krishna also became messenger for the Pandavas. He tried to make peace between the Pandavas and the Kauravas. He approached the Kauravas and said, the Pandavas, these boys have no father. Uh, uh, husbandless mother they're suffering so much their country is just give them one city give them some place they can rule they can maintain themselves this is their dharma this is katya dharma ishvara bhav they have to be in control they want to rule over so give them you, you kick the whole rest of the, everything else just give one city Duryodhana said no not even suchagra not even the amount of land that would a pin can take can hold and of course everyone knows that the result was Kurukshetra war but Krishna took that role to serve the Pandava try and fix things on behalf of the Pandavas to try and get them a kingdom get them situated make them happy always trying to make the Pandavas happy and most wonderful story Sudama Sudama was Krishna's classmate Sandipani Muni and he sent them out to gather wood one night and as they're gathering wood a huge storm came and they had to spend the night huddled together in the forest arm in arm trying to protect themselves from the freezing rain and cold and wind next morning they Muni sent them out to bring them back so Krishna grew up with, with Sudama ultimately he went to Dwarka and everyone knows beautiful Opulent Dwarka, 16,108 palaces and wives and children and elephants and army and treasury and incredible, inconceivable opulence. But Sudama was not even eating. His wife finally approached him and said, your, your friend, Krishna, is the husband of the goddess of fortune. He's Lakshmi Pati. We can hardly eat. We hardly have any food. Our clothes are full of holes. They're dirty. We have no place to live hardly. We're living in this shack. You please approach your friend Krishna. Sudama thought, how can I approach Krishna? How can I ask anything from him? But his wife went to a neighbor and begged some flat rice poha, <coughs> tied it up in a ragged piece of cloth, put two or three palmfuls of poha, and she tied it up in a ragged piece of cloth and gave it to Sudama that you bring something, you're going to see your friend Krishna, don't go empty-handed. You bring something for Krishna. He's your friend. So when Krishna arrived in Dwarka, this ragged Brahmin, 
dirty clothes, holes in his clothes, uh, skinny, not eating properly. As soon as Krishna saw him, he ran and embraced him and placed him on his own bed and bathed his feet and massaged his feet and fed him and bathed him. And then he asked Sudama, you've brought something for me. What have you brought for me? I see you have something. No, 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 this isn't for you, Lord. No, no. Krishna snatched it from his hand and then he and when he was ready to eat a second palmful, Rukmini stopped and said, no, no, no. The opera is he will receive just by eating one palmful of this rice, this poha, uh, chipped rice, flat rice. We can imagine. So, stirred his devotee. Sudama fed him nicely, gave him nice clothes, gave him gifts, and sent him on his way. He, and Sudama never mentioned to him. He never said, um, this is my situation. We become beggars. We can't. I can't feed my children. My wife is starving. She has no proper clothes. He never even mentioned it to Krishna. Not one word. But Krishna, he's in everyone's heart. And he knows every breath, every thought, every movement, every beat of our heart. So our, our Sudama was feeling so happy. But he never asked. He on the way home, he never th- he never thought to ask Krishna for some favor. But he was feeling so happy to see his friend out of love. This is love of God, not love of money. People go to the church, the masjid, the mandir, the synagogue, the gurudwar, and they pray to God, "Give me money, give me material opulence, solve my problems." <laughs> this is your business to solve my problems. What is our real problem? Our real problem is we have no love of God. This is our real problem. So Sudama was overwhelmed with love of God and he was walking all the way home thinking, I was so happy to meet my old friend Krishna. I've not seen him for so long. But when he approached his house, he saw a huge palace. Like, what is this? What happened to my house? And maidservants and servants and horses and gold and jewelry and clothes and his wife comes out dressed draped in the most beautiful expensive silks with gold jewelry and maidservants waiting on her and uh, description is there in Bhagavatam ivory bedsteads inlaid with gold amazing opulence he didn't even ask for it this is Krishna this is Krishna how he loves to serve his devotees serving the Rajasuya Jaggi people Partasarati Vamandev Sudhama, the Pandavas. He would bow down to Kunti Maharani, to Yudhishthir, because he would he played this the role of of a younger member of the family. So he would bow down to his uh, Bhua, Kunti Maharani, and he bow down to Yudhishthir Maharaj. He'd offer them all respect because he loves to serve his devotees. Nanda Maharaj would engage Krishna in taking care of his calves and cows. First he began taking care of the cows, then in Gopashtami, Krishna begins to take care of the cows. He's a big boy. <laughs> He's a big boy now. So he gets to take care of the cows. So this is Gopashtami, when they decorate the cows and feed the cows. And remember how much benefit human society receives from the cows and how much Krishna is. He's Gopal. He's Govinda. And he's Nanda Godana Rakuala. He's taking care, he's tending Nanda Maharaj's cows. 
He's not, he's not paid. He plays the role of the beloved son of Nanda Maharaj out of love. Out of love for his father, he's taking care of his father's 900, 9 lakhs of cows, 900,000 cows. And every day they're going to the forest. Krishna loves to go cow herding with his friends. And he calls it, he knows the name of every cow. And he calls them, and they all come running with their legs joined together and their tail in the air, mooing, calling for Krishna, and Krishna is calling them by name. And they're all playing and eating delicious grass, and the cowherd boys are playing in the forest and cowherding. This is Krishna Leela. Amazing pastimes in Vrindavan. So Krishna has become the servant of his father. Yashoda Maya would say, Krishna, or Nanda Maharaj would say to his wife, Yashoda Maya, what can your Krishna do? Baby Krishna, Bal Gopal. What can he do? So Mother Yashoda would say, Nanda, Yashoda Maya, would say, Krishna, go get your father's shoes. So Krishna, baby Krishna, would toddle over to Nanda Maharaj's shoes, place them on his head and toddle back and place them in front of them, Nanda Maharaj. This is Krishna. He becomes servant, so affectionate, so full of love. And what does he want from us? He only wants reciprocation of that same love from us. But if we want to love God, this is the whole problem. Ask yourself, do you love Krishna? We, love many, we say we love many things in this world. But ask yourself, do you love Krishna? If you really love Krishna, then we feel separation from Krishna. Govinda, virahiname. But we don't feel separation from Krishna. We feel, at least speaking for myself, we don't feel love of God. This is our objective. We don't want just to know God or worship God or read about God. We want to do all those things. But what is our objective? Our objective is we want to love God. That our heart should melt in loving emotional attachment for Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But to do that, we have to control our mind. We have to get rid of this nagging deer in our own mind of attachment and learn from Bharat Maharaj how his whole spiritual life was destroyed because his mind ran away with him. And he had to take birth as a deer. But Krishna, again, is so kind. Who can be more kind than Krishna? He didn't lose his spiritual advancement. He didn't lose his spiritual advancement because even in the body of a deer, he went to Pulaha Ashram and he did austerity and he knew he was Jati Smaran in the body of a deer. He knew how, why I became a deer. I was Bharat Maharaj. I was attached to this deer. Now I've gotten the body of a deer. He went and did austerity and his next life he took birth as Jad Bharat completely self-realized soul, completely detached, 110% detached from everything material and absorbed in uh, Brahmananda. So Krishna never forgets his devotee. But to come to that stage, we have to control our mind because it was the mind that dragged Bharat Maharaj away from his spiritual life. It was his mind that became so attached to the deer. It was his mind that became... Uh, miserly, that became, that was crying piteously with great anxiety for what? An insignificant um, so our insignificant mind, the, desi the insignificant desires of our mind 
should be seen as such. They're insignificant compared to the value of what is available to us by the process of Krishna Bhakti. What is available to us by Krishna Bhakti is the greatest wealth. So we shouldn't lose that wealth because it's the greatest loss. If we lose our Krishna Bhakti, if we lose our attachment to the chanting of the Holy Name, if we lose attachment to serving Vaishnavas, visiting the temple, reading Prabhupada's books, this is the greatest loss. Exactly as Bharat Maharaj lost his spiritual life due to attachment to a deer. We should be very careful to monitor our mind and not let it become attached to the things of this material world because we've done that for many, many lifetimes. So if we can, Srila Prabhupada used to say, just give one lifetime to Krishna. Just one lifetime. And in this lifetime, and make this the last lifetime. Make a vow that this is, I, my Lord, my dear Lord, let this be my last life in the material world. I know you're waiting for me. And I want to come to you. Please accept me as your devotee. Please don't let me fall into Maya. They asked Srila Prabhupada one time. He would come to the temple greet the deities, take Charanamrita, and stand there offering prayers. So the devotees asked him one day, Srila Prabhupada, what are you praying? When you stand in front of the deities, what are you praying? He said, I am praying to Radha Krishna to not fall into Maya. If this is Srila Prabhupada's prayer, what is our position? How liable we are to fall into Maya. How susceptible we are to the modes of material nature. So we should be very careful and guard our spiritual life and not fall down from spiritual life as Bharat Maharaj fell down from. If he can fall, what is our position? He was, he was enjoying bhava, practically love of God, spiritual emotion. And sometimes we can't get up in the morning. What is our position compared to Bharat Maharaj? So how susceptible how dangerous it is our position. We should always guard our mind. Monitor your mind. Make your intelligence strong by reading, by hearing, by serving Vaishnavas, associating with devotees, visiting the temple, supporting temples, all the things we do. Make your intelligence strong. Be dridavrata. Be jitatmana. Control your mind. Be fixed up in Krishna consciousness. And in this lifetime, we give up this body and never come back again to this horrible material world. And Krishna is waiting. Prabhupada is waiting. All wonderful devotees are waiting for eternal life of happiness and service to Shri Radha Krishna. Thank you very much for your kind attention. I'll leave the balance if anyone has any question. Srila Prabhupada ki jai grantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai nitai gor nitai gor Hare Krishna Hare. Prabhuji uh, Very beautiful class Prabhuji Thank you so much uh, I welcome all the devotees If they have any question Please go ahead and ask Hare Krishna Prabhuji And all the assembled devotees on this call Please accept my humble obeisances Wonderful class Prabhuji As usual you gave uh, I have a question May I ask you of course, and my business is to you, Mataji. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Uh, Prabhuji, you were um, describing so many wonderful devotees of the Lord, and uh, you described Pali Maharaj. 
so when he gave all his uh, everything to the Lord so the last thing he said the third step and he offered his head put your head on my uh, put your foot on my head so then uh, what position did he get how did the Lord reciprocate with him he gave him Sutala planet and Lord yes, became his he, but he was bound up by the Naga I'm trying to remember the Lula. Naga Pashna some I can't remember exactly. Anyways, why he was why he bound, was bound up, I don't remember. But he was bound up, and he was you know I gave everything. Why has this happened to me? But the ultimate result of his service to the Lord was that he got his own planet, and the Lord became his servant. That mm. part I remember. I should this in eighth canto. It's a beautiful lila, I think, in eighth canto of Bhagavatam. No. So he. Anyone remember that better than me? If you remember, go ahead and speak up and tell us the rest of the Leela. I don't remember that part. Thank I, you. My brain is becoming a little feeble in my old age. <laughs> yeah. So he became doorkeeper of uh, Bali Maharaj. Yes. Bhamandev became door. He became servant of his devotee. Yeah. Uh, how love has Lord. The point is, Lord has so much loving affection for his devotee. Hare Krishna Puji, Dandot Pranam. The reason... Dandot Pranam. Dandot Pranam Wonderful, wonderful lecture, Prabhu. So nice. You know, listening to your lecture feels like we should not miss uh, listening any lecture. Sometimes we become lazy and we don't log in and don't listen. But today's lecture, you know, uh, gives, gives the, you know, impetus like we should not be lazy. We should listen all the time. Because as you mentioned, you trust a lot on we gain all the knowledge by listening. So if you don't listen, you mentioned like if you don't listen, don't read the book and feel your consciousness. So that's very practical instruction, Prabhu. Thank yeah, you. I'm also grateful. I also get sucked into Facebook, Maya, getting stupid arguments with people. <laughs> Sometimes I can't, I can't tolerate someone saying something horrible about Prabhupada or Iskan or something. I see. So the Bali Maharaj past time, uh, Prabhuji was when uh, Bali Maharaj uh, gives the three steps land, and uh, I mean here Bali Maharaj could not give it. He measures the three step with the upper planet, lower planet, up and uh, lower planet, upper planet, and third step. Asked the uh, asked to Bali Maharaj, and uh, Lord says, Bali Maharaj says, I'm still available. You can put third step on my head, and Lord push the third step and that's how he goes to the path Sutta Lok. So that was the reason uh, he could not give the three steps of land. He offered two steps but third step wasn't available. That was the reason. Yeah, he, he, said, he said, put your third step on my head. But yeah. Why was it that he was bound up? The Lord bound him up. The reason because she agreed to give the three step land and he could not because she has, Bali Maharaj think, you know, I am so powerful, I have so much of uh, wealth, why you are asking only three step land? So Bali Maharaj, yeah, so Bali Maharaj kind of, you know, thinking like I'm so much powerful, I have so much riches, so much riches. So that was the one of the reason Lord gave the mercy to Bali Maharaj saying, giving the, like, uh, the, the, that, the reason he tied up is he could not provide the third step land, Prabhuji. That was the reason. Oh. Oh, thank you for helping us with that, Prabhuji. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else has any question, comment?
But Prabhuji, why did he get Sutala planet? Why not higher planetary system? So Sutala is the, uh, the lower planet, right? Yes, but it's, it's, a, it's, a lower, it's a lower heavenly, subterranean heavenly planet. It's not a bad place. It's, it's uh, as good as Indra's abode. It's not an unpleasant place at all. It's a place of intense material enjoyment. Mm. Good part is, as Prabhuji mentioned, he becomes Dwarpal. So Bali Maharaj used to have the Lord's Darshan 24 hours because he is standing in, in front of his door. So even though he, he gave the Sutta Lok, but with that, he gave the 24 hours his uh, darshan and the, his service. The Lord becomes the servant uh, for Bali Maharaj. Yeah, I'm reading here in the in this summary from the uh, database. And with the second step, the Supreme Personality of God had reached the topmost planet of the universe, Brahmaloka, which he diminished in beauty by the effulgence of his toenails. Thus, Lord Brahma, accompanied by great sages like Marichi and the predominating deities of all the higher planetaries, offered humble obeisances and worshipped the Lord. They washed the Lord's feet and worshipped him with all paraphernalia. Riksharaj Jambavan played his bugle to vibrate the glories of the Lord. When Balimoras was deprived of all his possessions, the demons were very angry. Although Balimoras warned them not to do so, they took up weapons against Lord Vishnu. All of them were defeated, however, by Lord Vishnu's eternal associates, and in accordance with Bali Maharaj's order, they all entered the lower planets of the universe. Understanding the Lord Vishnu's purpose, Garuda, the carrier of Lord Vishnu, immediately arrested Bali Maharaj with the ropes of Varuna. Okay, it wasn't the Pashupat, the ropes of Varuna. When Bali Maharaj was thus reduced to a helpless position, Lord Vishnu asked him for a third step of land. Because Lord Vishnu appreciated Bali Maharaj's determination and integrity, when Bali Maharaj was able, unable to fulfill his promise to Lord Vishnu, uh, ascertained that place for him would be the planet Sutila, which is better than the planets of heaven. Hmm. Better than the planets of heaven. So he was bound up by the ropes of Varuna. But the, ultimately he got the uh, Sutila planet. But as you said, it, it appears here that because of the not being able to fulfill his promise, so Garuda bound him up. Garuda bound him up, actually. Any other questions, comments, corrections? Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Madhanath Pranam to you, Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai, Guru Maharaj Ki Jai. Thank you so much for the wonderful class. Uh, just, uh, you know, like we've been hearing about uh, this uh, Bharat Maharaj and you explained so nicely that uh, we have to be very careful. Uh, like actually I asked this question but I'm sorry if I asked you. But it's just sometimes, you know, when we don't get an answer then we keep asking and we... Like, you know, uh, it says in the Bhagavad Gita that whatever thought comes last and that is the body that you're given. You know, we've got the independence and then whatever we ask, that comes, uh, you know. So, uh, like, uh, you know, he became a deer. So, in the deer body also, he used, to, he used to stay away from the other deers, right? 
but what is the connection of from deer to jad bharata what was that connection because like uh, he was not very well treated was it that he was thinking that if i if i become a human again but is it i mentioned the bhagavatam because i have not gone so far or read that much so is there a, a no, reason given for that so in bhagavad gita 8th chapter arjuna asks krishna how to achieve you at the time of death so krishna gives a very nice sequence of verses we won't discuss the whole, all of them but he says antakale chamaviva smaran muktva kalevram yapriyati samad bhavam yati nasyatya sankshaya that at the end of life antakale smaran bhavam when your consciousness at the time of death dictates what kind of body you get now is that absolute because we have to say it, it's the lord's choice but practically speaking if someone spends their whole life gorging themselves on like they say uh rare steak bloody meat be a tiger be a dog be a wolf to fulfill your desire for eating a particular kind of food so that is your consciousness so your consciousness takes you to your next body now in this story Bharat's consciousness takes him he was completely even at the time of death his deer was there at his side at the time and he's thinking of his he's not thinking of his spiritual he's not thinking of the lord he's thinking of the deer so he became a deer but because again to emphasize lord's mercy kontaya pratijani hi name bhakta pranashiti declare boldly arjun my devotee never perishes devotee lord is always looking out for his devotee so he didn't lose consciousness he knew i'm bharat maharaj and because of my attachment to that little deer now i've gotten the body of a deer so again as you mentioned he he didn't even act like a regular deer he went and did tapasya he eat only dry leaves he went to a holy place pulaha ashram which is kaligandaki area where shalagram is found and worshiped so he did austerities there he took his holy bath he did austerity in his next life that soul that person took the took birth as bharat jad bharat and was completely detached from the home everyone thought he was mad although he was completely 100% self realized soul and and then he speaks whole beautiful leela with maharaj rahugana now interesting feature is described in one purana that as bharat maharaj became a deer what happened to the deer the deer because he's always thinking of bharat maharaj became king rahugana so he became the carrier the 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 king and jad bharat became the carrier but jad bharat because he's 100% self realized so he teaches because jad bharat murugana uh, becomes completely disturbed they're not carrying the palanquin properly we'll read all this it's beautiful instructive uh, leela so uh, understand from the point of view of the soul same soul is bharat maharaj same soul the deer same soul jad bharat but there's an evolution of consciousness by the mercy of the lord so we can hope for the same thing that there, that there's been some evolution in our consciousness we've come to christian consciousness we've taken up the process of bhakti it's become our life we have our families our responsibilities but what is our main focus our main focus is krishna and this is inestimable benefit because doing this in our life means at the end of life 
we can expect at least to get a very pious birth in our next life and take up where we left off, at least. Or we can go to that planet within the material world, Boma Lila, where the Lord in the material universe is performing his Lila. Or we can go back to God directly. Everything positive. Everything completely positive. Because the Lord is so kind. And we see that in the life of Bharat Maharaj. Even as a deer, he remembered how he became. He, didn't, he wasn't ignorant. He wasn't like a regular deer. He was a, he was a self-realized deer. Try and envision try and vision that. Here's a self-realized soul in the body of a deer. Even there's a story here in Mayapur, there was a dog that was coming into the temple and on put, doing Shastanga, Dandavat Pranam, in front of Srila Prabhupada's Vyasasana. And then, there's a dog, dog, get this dog out of the temple. They throw him out of the temple. Then a few days later, here's the dog in front of Prabhupada's Vyasasana doing Shastanga, Dandavat Pranam. They put him in a Sankirtan van, they drove him 200 kilometers away. A couple of weeks, weeks later, here's that dog doing dandavat in front of... He's not an ordinary dog. He's Jati Smaran. He's some devotee who made some grievous offense. And because of that, he's become a dog. Made some offense to Prabhupada, some other Vaishnava, something. He's become a dog, but he's completely conscious of who he is and why he became a dog. And is trying to rectify the situation. So these things are factual. They're not imagination. They're not stories. It's not mythology. This is factual. And we should we should remember that. That it also applies to us. Is that helpful, Mataji? Yes, Prabhuji. And while you were giving the answer, one thought was coming to me that, uh, you know, a lot protected him because when he began Jad Bharata, everybody thought he's like a mad person, you know. And then he, whatever... Uh, and he acted like that also. It's not easy, you know, if you're a, like if a normal human being. Like there are there are so many uh, adults and children, you know, who have a special need, right? So most yes. of them, you know, because I have worked in schools uh, with special need. And those children, you know, even if you scold them, anything, they still smile at you. They are very uplifted oh. children because they are here just to pass this life. And if you say anything to them or be rude to them, they will still smile and come and give you a flower from the garden. So it's, uh, you know, then you call them like God's children. <laughs> and uh, so yeah. similarly, he was like that. Remember? I mean, his brothers troubled him. So much happened. But he just tolerated and um, didn't utter a word. And uh, so uh, such souls, you know, Krishna protects them. Like, uh, because they are so pure that way. And they are not attached to the world. So, yeah, thank you so much, Prabhuji, for explaining this. Like, there is so much to learn from this whole Leela. You know, it's uh, amazing. And especially Jad Bharata's stories, you know, with the king and all, uh, I always really uh, like them because it's amazing how he was just, uh, you know, like a person who's not uh, supposed to be like a, uh, you know, like a dumb person around. Uh, they call it intellectual disability here in America. That person is teaching a lesson. So it, that's, that's something that, uh, you know, every human being uh, should be valued. Uh, what to speak of animals, you know, animals should be saved because you never know uh, how that person is empowered inside and how close he is to Krishna. So, yeah, thank you so much, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. For oh, the there's class there's a child, there's a child prodigy in South Korea. He uh, cannot speak properly. 
is nearly blind. He has some intellectual disability. But you put him in front of a piano and he pr plays the most intricate Beethoven symphonies, Brahms symphonies, imaginable. He just sits down and he simply plays. So it's, it's clear this is not something he learned in this life. Rather, it's something he's an ability he's carried from his last life. And his child part, but you take him away from it, he can't learn how to count. He's practically speaking just incapacitated. But he has this extraordinary ability. So many stories like this, actually. So Anything else, Prabhu's, Mantaji's? Prabhuji, one more thing. This, uh, this thing really, this example that you gave right now, so now that means this is coming from the previous life. He had this uh, uh, piano ability. Maybe he was a music, musician or something. And then, yeah, you know, he can't, hmm? <coughs> he can't even teach him to count. He can't even teach him ABC. But he sits down in front of the piano and plays uh, con piano concertos that takes a regular person years to master. He's like Please. six, eight-year-old boy. Eight, ten, something like that. Very nice, very nice. Thank you for mentioning this because, uh, you know, we uh, we don't realize uh, the potential uh, the inside of people, you know, and we say we give we give comments, and this is reminding me a story when there was this uh, small little boy. We, I mean, just like you know, uh, he would always uh, he he was blind actually. He just got his eyes, and he was sitting in a train and looking everywhere. People around him saw thought that he's crazy, you know, but then his father said that you know he just got his eyesight. <laughs> So, you know, mm. other people were like, just a small story, you know, I remembered from this conference call only. Like, I'm, I meant to say that, you know, uh, from your class I learned today that we are no one to judge anyone and anyone who's even behaves the most foolishly will have maybe some terrific memory or something good, you know. So we have to fan True. the spark, as Vashishika Prabhu say always, fan the spark, you know. <laughs> what is the best take that out from the human being and use it yeah, for Christmas. He is an amazing mm -hmm. devotee, actually. Yes, yes. He has some disciples in Mayapur that I hang out with sometimes. Yes. Maharaj is right now in uh, Vrindavan now. Yes. So, doing so some only through Facebook only I came to know because, you know, in the morning I put on my phone to check some messages and um, he was doing uh, like Kirtan in the, the you know, those gullies of Vrindavan, like that, those um, streets, small streets. Oh. And uh, it was so nice. <laughs> I couldn't stop myself uh, watching, and there were so many devotees following him. And his wife was there, Mataji was there. So, yes, we have to use Facebook for uh, seeing devotees and, you know, Krishna conscious. But then, once uh, we, we are done, then we should shut it down and not go further. <laughs> because then Maya is right there to allure us, you know. Yeah, and don't, don't get in arguments. Because the problem mm. with these, these uh, social media, is that there's parity. You know, it can be uh, a, a sannyasi iskan guru with 55 years of devotional service behind him. He, he has equal parity with some kid who doesn't follow any principles who has a keyboard and can write anything. So mm -hmm. there's, there's all kinds of obnoxious things on, on these social media too. And some things mm -hmm. we just have to ignore and tolerate. Because yes, it's, not that Iskan, it's not that Iskan has no enemies. We have lots of enemies because we're preaching Krishna consciousness in the material world. 
It's like if you go to prison and you start glorifying the government, they'll they'll beat you. Because they think, because of the government, I'm here in prison. No, you're in prison because you're a criminal. So in a similar way, in the material world, people resent, the, atheism has become popular. Spiritual but not religious, which is just another, it's just a cop-out. So to glorify, to be truly religious, people resent that. To be committed, people resent that. And we have lots of enemies, even within Hindu Dharma. We're criticized heavily. But anyway, that's a whole other discussion about Vedas and Puranic tradition, Vedic tradition, and who we are and our sampradaya. And that's a whole other discussion. But it's not that. This is why our educational institutions are very, very important. There's extraordinary young men in these educational institutions at, at Govardhan Echo Village, at Vrindavan V I H E here in Mayapur. They're extraordinary young men that are brilliant, and they will conquer the intellectual world there's a very bright future for our society on account of their because they're sent by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that's my personal feeling empowered by Mahaprabhu if not sent at least empowered by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to learn and study because our Shastra our tradition is as deep as the ocean so amazing tradition and and to be able to present that as a gift as many of these young men and women have been blessed in this way and they'll they they have the, they'll have the empowerment to change the world. I have that faith. I only wish I'll be I'll live long enough to see it happen. Maybe I'll come back as one of your kids. Anyway, um, you, time to. Wanted to ask uh, when is the that uh, in the you are in Mayapur, so the Vedic planetarium, uh, that temple of the is it? I'm saying it right. The name temple yes, of the Vedic temple, yeah. temple of Vedic planetarium. Okay, temple of Vedic planetarium. Uh, that temple, when is it uh, in completion? They say 2024. Um, it's, try and understand what this is. You know, I was there, some some uh, pandas came from Puri and were staying here. We're in the same facility where I'm living. At the Oriya uh, Mutt. They're, they're pandas and pujaris and preachers from big shots from Puri came and did a program here. They rented some space and set up a big pandal and they wanted to see the TOVP. So I took them over there and they took us on tour. We just saw one floor and you can't imagine the scope of this, pro of this project. There's going to be 200 devotees, just pujaris, taking care of Radha Madhava and Panchatattva and Nishingadev. One room with big, huge stoves just for making sweets. Another room just for making liquid sweets. Big uh, dressing rooms for the deities. For I mean, you can't imagine. And then you walk into the, the hall there, the main hall that can hold 10,000 people, and it takes your breath away. And it was already, even though it's completely unfinished, and so, well, not completely, but unfinished for the most part, the Pajarium floor is finished. It's like the largest Pajari facility in the world more than two acres Pajari facility. It, even unfinished, it's packed with people come to see it. When this building is finished, hundreds of thousands of people will come for darshan every day. Even even regular Mayapur visitors, sometimes there's 10, 20, we'll probably get 30, 40,000 people for Gorpurnima. And this is the prediction of, of, of uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and Bhakti Thakur that the preaching of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission will take place 
from this place, from Mayapur. So we should have vision of the amazing institution we're participating in. You know, problems come and problems go. This is the nature of the material world. One problem comes, it gets solved, another problem takes its place. It's a world of problems. We should, we should expect there to be problems, and when they come, we shouldn't be surprised. But in spite of that, Chaitanya Mahabrabhu's mission is going on. This is why Prabhupada called this Chaitanya Chandrodaya Mandir, Chandra Udaya, of the, the rising moon of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement. Chaitanya Chandra, the Chaitanya Rising Moon Mandir. So, and you can't imagine the vision of that building in the moonlight. So it dominates the whole, from 40 kilometers away, coming in from Calcutta, it dominates the whole skyline. So we're all, we're all participants in that. This is our heritage. This is the, the legacy that's left to us by our Guru, Guru Parampara. And many of you, because you're young devotees, this is your responsibility to take care of this. Many of you may come to live in Mayapur one day also. You can hope. It's a wonderful life. I should have moved here years ago. So, anyway, I forgot how I got We want to get you Prabhu when you come to the Mayapur. I heard a lot about you from the Anulikha Mataji. Oh, okay. You know, she's a wonderful person. Yeah, we used to do a... Oh, yeah? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Pranam to them both. Her son must be getting big now. Yes, yes, wonderful devotee. He he remember almost like half Bhagavad Gita. He's in that program remembering whole Bhagavad Gita. Really? Oh, yes, such good yes. news. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very happy. So offer my friend a wonderful family. Sure. Oh, nice so who likes to visit you at a place for when, when we uh, come to Mayapur? Yes, please come. We'll do Kirtan. This is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement. You chant until you can't chant anymore, then you take prasadam until you can't eat anymore. Then you chant. And when you're tired, take rest. Wonderful. So I'd love to meet all of you. Hare Krishna Pranam. It was such a nice class. In connection to your uh, comment about uh, bringing up the new generation on Krishna consciousness, uh, uh, you were speaking, and I wanted to add one thing. I uh, came to know recently uh, from another forum that uh, Chetam, I mean, Prabhupada's uh, last wish uh, was also to establish Varnashrama Dharma because without Varnashrama Dharma, uh, the Chetam, uh, the uh, Krishna movement, uh, to expand the Hare Krishna movement to all the towns and villages may not uh, be sustainable. So, that uh, that is taking place uh, through a small effort by the Pune ISKCON in BCC Pune. So they have started. They started a kind of a, it's called Bhaktivedanta Model School. So uh, it's mm. a it's a regular day school. It's not a, a residential uh, Gurukul, but it's a day school. Uh, so it was one working out of temple premises there, but now they uh, they go going out and acquired land and making building. Uh, so that will be basically infusing the CBSE syllabus with uh, Krishna consciousness, that is uh, the Vedic teachings and Bhagavad, Bhagavad Gita teaching. Uh, so that uh, the, this, the good thing about this uh, thing is that it can be scaled up because it's city-based and it can be scaled up 
so that it can uh, once it uh, i mean funds are available as and when it can go to many other cities uh, so that way uh, uh, the impact uh, will be uh, more widespread uh, so uh, there is already uh, some textbooks they're getting modified uh, to uh, remove as much as unnecessary uh, materialistic references as much for as much as possible and bring in replace them with krishna conscious content so that is an ongoing effort so it's a nice effort going on if uh, nvcc but they also need of some funds if uh, i mean anybody wants to contribute uh, it's called uh, bmspune.org you could uh, contribute and just i came to know and uh, that's why i'm sharing uh, because it was in context of uh, your reference to the uh are bringing the generation with the Krishna consciousness yeah very nice ultimately they have to they have to bring that project onto land because varnashram has to take place on land krishi gorakshavanijam vaishya community which sustains mm-hmm. the rest of the varnas is doing so agriculture on practicing agriculture krishi goraksha and krishi means agriculture and yeah. goraksha means crop protection Yes, that so, small in the small land, uh, land also. They're keeping the goshala and they're bringing. I mean, that uh, simple living, high thinking, uh, all kinds of uh, the thoughts and uh, process around. They're trying to infuse into small minds. So it's uh, uh, so they're trying uh, uh, because uh, that. Let um, yeah, that was one thing that Prabhupada wanted. Uh, that he said he couldn't finish. So it's upon us to uh, get it to the fruition. Yeah, if you look in the Veda base, there are literally thousands of references where Prabhupada talked about Varnashram. He said human life begins with yeah. Varnashram. Without Varnashram, it's not even human yeah. life. And yeah, Varnashram, Varnashram exists. Krishna says, Maya Shishtam is created by me. It's not that we're creating yeah. Varnashram. We're just establishing the rules for the different Varnas and Ashrams they, they, by organizing everything. That if we're Brahman, these are your activities. Patan, patan, yajan, yajan, dana, pratigraha. This is, this is your duty. Not working in the land, not making money, not banking, not control. Your, your duty is this. You study Shastra, you teach Shastra, worship the deity, teach worship of the deity, give donations, accept donations. This is your dharma. Everyone has their dharma. The, the activities of each varna are clearly uh, delineated. Not that it's all hodgepodge demoniac society where we're all one it's all the same i'm you and you are me and we're all equal there's no equality materially there's absolutely no equality someone's smarter someone's dumber someone's richer someone's poorer someone's stronger someone's weaker someone's older someone's younger all different varieties exist in human society varnasha means these are the rules for your position in life and by following it you make progress in spiritual life. You come closer to God. So we just have to show examples. So it's, it's very good news that they're doing that in Pune. That every, everything begins, they say a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And this whole Mayapur project, it amazes me that this whole Mayapur project that has become so expansive, amazing expansion, and it's only under construction still. If I look out from the top of my roof here, I can see 10 or 15 new buildings under construction. But it all started with one building, Shilo Prabhupada's Bhajan Kutir, Chattai Hut, with straw roof. Mm. And Prabhupada sitting in one room, Chattai Hut. One room, 
half, half of the building for his room, or about a, a third of the building for his room, and two-thirds where he would greet guests. And the whole Mayapur project began with that. So everything has its beginning. So I hope they are successful. I hope they're wildly successful and that it can expand like anything. Because there's human society needs this like anything. Because now mm -hmm. it's completely demonic mm -hmm. civilization. And anyone does anything, there's no rules, there's no regulations, just whatever feels good, do it. And the whole society is going to hell. So thank you, Prabhupada, for a very wonderful comment. Good news. Thank you. I'm sure Srila Prabhupada bless, bless them in every way. So are we done? Hare Krishna Prabhuji. Uh, we can end the call here if they uh, if nobody have any question. Yeah, it's become a little late. So I look forward to speaking to you Jai. Thank you so much, Prabhuji, for this wonderful class. Thank you so much, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. Thank you.